Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A pair of home games for VGK this weekend. The Golden Knights are off to a good start, but is it sustainable? We'll talk about that. And we'll also quote Kelly McCrimmon, of course, and our WTF, What the Friday Chirps, all coming up ahead. Thanks for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen each and every day. I'm Tony Cardasco, along with Chris Golick from Las Vegas. You can find us on Twitter at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G, and of course at Lockdown VGK. Plus, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On BGK. And again, happy Nevada Day to one and all. Home means Nevada. Home means Locked On BGK. So today, it's the traditional Nevada Day matinee, Chris, for the Golden Knights. 3 p.m., a little bit later, I think, than usual. And they'll take on Anaheim. And then they also play on Sunday this weekend. It's a rematch against the Winnipeg Jets. BGK by the end of this weekend could be a team that is eight and two. So Anaheim is off of a four to two loss to Tampa on Wednesday and things not going well for the Ducks in the early going. A team that is struggling, right? Chris one five and one in their first seven games. And uh, this is a team again that uh, we know has potential. And defenseman Cam right. Fowler told the Orange County Register it's just a couple of mistakes a game that they really do need to clean up. But uh should be a lot of fun out there. Nevada Day, this is it's become tradition here in Las Vegas. Yeah, no doubt. This is a this is an amazing hockey weekend if you think about it. Technically it started uh, at eleven fifty nine PM last night with uh the Rebels uh playing over at City National, their midnight game, of course, uh, a tribute to uh the Wranglers and the crazy midnight games they did at the Orleans for all those times. So what do we got, Tony? We had Rebels last night. I, I didn't put my onesie on and go. I was too tired. Um, we got Silver 11 Knights. 11 a.m. today. 11, right? Yeah, Silver 11 a.m. Silver Knights. 3 p.m. VGK. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m., we got HSK. And then Sunday, 7 p.m., we got VGK. So this is a this is a, a dream hockey weekend, certainly. Uh, focusing, first of all, on Anaheim for the VGK game. I, I was wondering what direction Anaheim would go. I wasn't sure if they were... Let's measure them against Detroit, I guess, is the way to look at that right now. Detroit had been adding pieces and rookies throughout its last few seasons. And then Steve Iserman with the Iser plan or hashtag McCrimmon plan, where I obviously stole it from from the hashtag Iser plan. Uh, Steve Iserman felt Detroit was knocking on the door and they added some pieces. I wasn't sure which direction Anaheim was going to go if they were going to be a fringe playoff roster you know, type team and they were going to add some pieces throughout the year and see if they could make some type of run, or if they simply were too far. And it's early. It's it, We're seven, eight games in now. They're off to a rough start. So we'll see if they can right the ship. But a lot of exciting players, uh, led by uh, NHL 23 cover person, uh, Trevor Zegras, of course, and that amazing uh, assist he had last year to uh, McTavish, I believe it was, on that goal from where he lifted the puck behind the net, McTavish batted out of midair. So amazing goal right there. And I think uh, Anaheim will get better throughout the season. They're going to be fun to watch. I would advocate to everyone, get there a little bit early if you can. If you're not going from the Silver Knights game, if you're going straight to the VGK game, 
get there early, go down on the glass, go watch uh, Zgrass up close and in person. It's him alone is worth the price of admission, let alone uh, just an amazing hockey experience for um, the entire day today. Yeah, I think we discussed this in the preseason, Chris, where we felt that this was a team that's still a year away. They're still in the midst of a rebuild, and next year we feel that they could be competitive. And again, yes, Trevor Zegris, uh, Troy Terry, I think you didn't mention him. And then, of course, Mason McTavish. And we saw Zegris not only with that pass, but he also had a lacrosse goal last season, and he is a lot of fun to watch. So uh, fr- so frustration good. is starting to set in already, though, with this team. You have to wonder – where they're at, what their mindset is. They say they're just one mistake away from cleaning things up or a couple of mistakes. John Gibson, I don't know if you saw this or not, he's 29 years old now, which is hard to believe. He's already in his 10th season. He's already been playing for 10 years, which is really amazing. Yeah, I didn't realize that myself. And uh, again, frustration spilled over in the Detroit game. You saw where he hit Adam uh, Ernie from behind. (laughs) He cross-checked him right in the neck. Yeah, that would have done some serious damage, you know, if he did that to one of our players. Uh, yeah, if he did that to Eichel, that would have been really, really bad. But in any event, they're getting very frustrated, spilling over on the ice, uh, couldn't close it out. The reason why they lost to Tampa uh, was they gave up a couple of late goals, but one was on a power play on a, on a silly penalty. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Yes, Anaheim can skate up and down. Uh, the ice, what are you expecting out of this game? Um, BGK is in a good spot right now. Uh, possible uh, lineup change per uh, Jesse Granger in the Athletic. He reported that Colasar looks like he might miss today's game due to an illness. Um, not confirmed yet. So the the fourth line, this is where I'm curious to see how this plays out. It appears LeCision is going to draw into the lineup. He should get his first, first right first uh, playing action, right? Today. Say that again. Chisholm? Yeah, Lecision yeah, would be his first, first game time. of the season today. Uh, Lecision would be centering, not, um, would it be Cotter? They were moving Nick Wah up. They were moving Nick Wah up to the third line, which leaves Carrier and Cotter on the fourth line. Um, it would be uh, Carrier, Lecision, and probably Amadio. That's what I was Car- Carrier. Carrier, Lecision, Amadio. Carrier, that could be. Carrier. 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 Either way, my point where I'm going with this is that why not just slot Paul Cotter in for Colasar and call it good? Why why are we shaking up the bottom six? Now, this is where Cassidy has also earned the benefit of the doubt. Cassidy has spun the dials correctly. He's done everything right. So I'm not going to judge that yet. I think Paul Cotter would be a great energy fourth line player, a little bit less pressure to do stuff on the offensive side of the ice. But that said, you know, give credit to to Cassidy so far. He's done everything right. And, you know, maybe he does want to get LeCision some time in the lineup. Anaheim is a, is not exactly a, too tough of an opponent. So, you know, I, I like what Cassidy is trying to do here. I hope it pays out. And if that fourth line, though, is not that big energy line and we can't get the job done against a weak Anaheim team, this kind of reminds me of that uh, Flyers game a couple of years ago, right, Tony, where the Flyers were, they lost like 30-something games in a row, you know, not 30 games, but the Flyers were on a terrible streak, Gold Knights were on an okay streak, and the Flyers come in and just, you know, cleaned, uh, cleaned the rink with us, so to speak. So hopefully it all works out and, um, you know, go go get a decision. Maybe you'll get a goal early, you never know. Yeah, Cassidy saying uh, yesterday that Colasar has been sick and they wanted to keep him out of the goaltending room. 
uh, out of the locker room, I should say. All the above. <laughs> Keep my yeah, ball. All the rooms. above. Yeah. Uh, every room, right? In, in the house. And so that's and the a Halloween sign party. that he's really sick. Yeah. That he's definitely sick. And, uh, you know, this is an Anaheim team too. That's not just losing games. I mean, they're getting blown out. It was a five to one final. They lost to Detroit in that game. Uh, they got blown out by the Islanders seven to one. So they're not even close in, in some of these games. VGK won three out of four season ago. Uh, the only loss was that six to five. Was that a shootout game? I think it might have been. They I know lost the game you're five. talking about. I don't yeah. know exactly what. I do know the game, though. Well, VGK's owned this team at uh, 20 and four. And uh, I'm going to talk, you know, a little bit later on about this division. And I don't know how strong this division is and if it's going to be beneficial for VGK you know, to play all these teams uh, in this division, especially early on. Uh, we're also hearing that Laurent Brossois is inching closer. That's what Cassidy said in his presser yesterday, too. And just very curious how he will fit in with this lineup. And again, if you're trying to plug in another player, does that cause any sort of dis- disruption for this team? I'm concerned, again, you know, because things are just flowing right now. You have the schedule. You know when, uh, or at least, you know, Bruce Cassidy knows when he's going to play Thompson, uh, when he's going to play Aiden Hill. But outside of that, like, now you add a third piece to that puzzle, and I'm not quite sure if that's going to flow. No, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean, I don't know if it's ever happened where a team has – I'm just looking at the schedule, just trying to see if there's a spot where you could even justify having a third goalie in the mix. And just look at in November – games Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday for the first three consecutive weeks. So from the 1st to the 19th, there's nine games for the VGK, three a week. And there's always at least a a day or two buffer, so no big deal there. The week of the 21st, starting Monday the 21st, that's a four-game week. you got a road game against Vancouver. You're home against Ottawa on the Wednesday. And then Friday, Saturday, you have back-to-back home affairs at the Fortress. So I can't see a path to where you need three goalies for an entire season. If for some reason one of the goalies is a little cold or a slight injury or, you know, some maintenance, I guess you can maybe make a very small case. But no, a three-headed goalie monster is too much. So this is where there's a plan, right? There's been a plan for what seems to be like everything right now. And what is the plan for when Brassois comes back? I'm sure they've had a few different um, things on the, on the good old whiteboard and however they have these strategy discussions, but I can, I'm betting there's a plan and that plan ranges from some type of rotation to keeping one goalie just to keeping Brassois just scratched for a while and see what happens to a possible trade. And everything is in play. If you're able to ship, you're not trading Aiden Hill. Obviously LT is not going anywhere. Although LT I think is the only goalie that can be sent to the AHL as far as waivers and exemptions go. So is there a world that exists where when Brossois is ready to go, that LT is sent to the Silver Knights? I don't like it, but it's a possibility. I know someone on, on uh, YouTube is probably going to reach out and be like, what the heck are you talking about? Well, that's that, that could be a possibility. You don't need three goalies and, LT doesn't need to work in the AHL. He's ready for the AHL. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not even going to make a guess as to what I think the plan's going to be because I'm sure I'm wrong, whatever it is. Um, looking forward to Sunday's game, Tony. Want to just get a point in there about the, the Winnipeg Jets right now. I'll, I'll, I'll do a segue. Um, looking forward to seeing how Cassidy 
adjusts. This is the first time this season where we will have faced a team the second time. Uh, we won't get the Jets on the back-to-back like we had them at the, at the Fortress where they were kind of uh, hobbled coming into the game, so to speak. And I'm curious what we do, especially in that freaking second period where we can't uh, beat a peewee team lately, let alone an NHL team. So I wonder what type of adjustments. I mean, you know Winnipeg is going to have adjustments first and foremost. You know they're going to spin the dials a bit and try and get some early momentum, whereas uh, VGK is going to have to counter that. And that's the first time – uh, Cassidy gets a team the second time of the season. So that's, I think that's actually Cassidy's first test to me, at least to see what is done differently. If there's any lineup changes, what lines he puts out there against, uh, against the Jets. So I'm looking forward to that and seeing how Cassidy responds. Yeah. It'll be the second time in 10 days on Sunday that VGK meets the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, VGK won here five to two. And uh, that was at T-Mobile back on October the 20th. And then uh, Winnipeg last night with the win in Los Angeles, I got a chance to watch some of that game. Uh, it was a game in which Winnipeg was outshot uh, 43 to 19, and they won that game 6 to 4, uh, mostly due to, again, the lack of defense, you know, for the LA Kings uh, in that one. This is a team that plays 13 back-to-backs, and they're really getting jobbed by the schedule maker. And so last night, uh, Winnipeg in L.A., tonight they opened the new arena, that college arena in Tempe oh my uh, against Arizona. Oh <laughs> so my, they're going to the play three. Photos. Oh they're playing goodness. three. Right. They're playing three games in four days and still without rig bonus. Um, he missed the first trip due to COVID, and I'm sure he still has lingering effects. In that uh, first meeting, we saw Riddich between the pipes. I think Riddich goes tonight. I think we see uh, Connor Holabek, uh coming up uh, here on Sunday. How does VGK manage its goaltenders, Chris? Logan Thompson, probably today. I think that's what she's trying to say. VGK yeah. only, I think, has eight back-to-backs. That's what eight, I was counting it's, it's right eight, there. No, no, no. It's eight back-to-backs. Oh, it is eight to back. Okay. I, yeah. I wanted to count that because I was curious how that played out versus of how balanced that is. So the question is, how are we managing our goaltenders? Is that, that's what you were saying, Tony? I think so. Yeah. So I think so. Um, I would, I was wondering myself if they're going to swap the goalies this today. And I think we go, I think you got to go LT back to back here. I think you got to give LT both starts. Um, we didn't get to see LT against Winnipeg the first time. So I think there is probably a slight competitive advantage to have LT the second time through against Winnipeg, as we're most likely going to have Connor Hellebuck, which certainly is a tougher out than uh, Riddich is going to be. No disrespect, just Hellebuck's the man, and Riddich is uh, Riddich is our Aiden Hill, I guess, so to speak. So LT both starts this weekend, and I expect uh, I expect LT performances and to you know keep uh, keep the other team to less than three goals. Tony in the Pete DeBoer words, right? Well, and you know what, VGK has not allowed more than three goals in a game. So that's been good news for the Vegas Golden Knights. And coming up next, uh, we'll take a look at this VGK roster, which Bill Foley calls the Golden Knights best roster ever. Is it sustainable though? We have to steal that uh, line from Kelly McCrimmon. Uh, and again, will this team consistently be a winner? We'll talk about that when we return and don't forget WTF. What the Friday is still ahead. You're listening and watching Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting information this season. 
Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport that's out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, best of luck to our Las Vegas connection there. Um, man, I've got to tell you, Bryson Stott, great kid, got to know him at UNLV. Bryce Harper, good luck in the World Series. Okay, enough of that. <laughs> MMA, boxing, NHL, golf, they have it all. That was a little ad lib. That's what we call in the business, Chris. We got an email ad-lib. about that. Okay. <laughs> It's <laughs> a bet online.net. <laughs> Use your mobile device today to learn much more. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Our podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast. And please subscribe to Lockdown VGK on our YouTube channel. And let's once again give thanks to Jordan Paperny for joining us yesterday. Oh, yeah. And us putting him through the mill a little bit. What a good sport. That was a great time. He, he was so yesterday. much fun. He was, yeah, folks, it, it, it went up late because uh, Jordan uh, with the Savannah Ghost Pirates, their practice got backed up a little bit. So we couldn't get the show up till about, well, Tony got the uh, audio up around noon. I couldn't get the video up until later. We had some stuff going on here. But, um, yeah, fun guy to talk to. Go back and watch yesterday's show. It gives you a really good um a good perspective about what they're doing down in Savannah and stuff like that. And just kind of how their hockey community is growing, which certainly something we're near and dear to here in Las Vegas. And Jordan's a good dude. Maybe we'll get lucky. He'll get to get a, get some time up in the AHL this season. We'll see how he does, but a lot of fun, huge thanks to, uh, to Paps for uh, taking the time with us and best of luck (laughs) to our, uh, to our ghost pirates. I wonder what they call them, you know, in the locker room though, they've got to have some other obscene, nicknames too stays in the locker room tony it stays in the locker room really good uh so uh for some reason chris i I was thinking about this yesterday when we discussed that we were going to talk about sustainability with this lineup with this roster for vgk i don't believe the narrative right that last season vgk would have been a good team if they were 100 percent healthy i don't think that they would have i just don't think they would have been there in the end because, just hear me out here, I just thought Robin that they, they lacked enthusiasm. We know about the distractions in the locker room again with Leonard. Leonard, number one, Pacioretty wasn't happy. I think there was a lot of things going on. A lot of it surfaced when they cleaned out their lockers on that final day. And we found out more. As soon as we heard from the players, we knew that Pete DeBoer was, was gone. Talk about tilting the ice. They tilted it to where we knew that he was going to be gone. I'm still perhaps uh, concerned about the goaltending right now. Again, they're living well, living large, so to speak, um, with the goaltending situation. Um, the defense is, has made the goaltenders better. They And that should tighten up as this season goes on, I would think. Um, what also concerns me currently is the third line and whether – or not, they can get, I think the fourth line is going to be fine. They put the misfits back together. That top line, I can't give enough kudos to Chandler Stevenson. Just again, he's a center man, and he moves over to the wing, and my goodness, is he doing a good job. Still, still. Uh, but that third line, you know, at times you'll have Amadio, perhaps. Uh, Kessel will be on that line. Um, 
who else? Uh, Howden will be on that line. Uh, Cotter will be on that line. And sooner or later, they're going to have to find that right uh, mixture of players, I think, that's going to be your go-to, your consistent line there for line three. As far as sustainability goes, can they keep this up all season? Right now, you know, I, I'm starting to – I feel better about this team than I thought I would, but I'm still not there. I'm still not there, and I'm still not sure. I, I still think at one point the bubble can burst. And, again, depends on goaltending. No doubt, Tony. It's all fair. Listen, goaltending was the one thing we talked about in the entire offseason as this roster came together. After the Kessel signing, we knew that was our, our, our roster, and we find a way to get Nick Haig, which we did, obviously, at the 11th hour. So, Yes, goaltending is going to be a concern for at least another 10, 15, 20 games until we really have a larger sample size. That's not us knocking Logan Thompson. We're not knocking Aiden Hill. They have both been absolutely phenomenal. Our top six defensemen, top seven, if you include Howden, or not Howden, pardon me, um, uh, Barbie girl, um, Hutton. Hutton, Hutton, pardon me. Sorry, that was WTF. How does he not go as Barbie girl for, um, for the Halloween party this week? Anyway, moving on from that. Yes, there is concerns about the goaltending and and uh, how things are going to hold up, but it's been great so far. It has been absolutely great so far. Uh, sustainability, I look at not just sustainability as this year, but um, kind of using the McCrimmon perspective between seasons one and two when he said on that Canadian podcast that that roster was not sustainable. You had all these players that had these career seasons, these career years, they could not count on that type of output. So here we are in season number six with a much different type of um, veteran-laced roster, which is doing very, very well. So I'll answer the question about sustainability in two ways. First and foremost, can we keep this team together from a financial perspective? Our free agents, whether it's RFA or UFA, Brett Howden, Phil Kessel, as far as the forwards go, that's it. Uh, on the defense, nobody. Our six defensemen, our top seven, if you include Ben Hutton in there, everyone has at least an additional season coming up. Goalies, Aiden Hill is UFA after this year as uh, Brassois. So outside of that, this team in its current form can stay together. But there's going to be a couple of things happening. You have more money to work with next season, an additional somewhere between 2 and $4 million dollars in the cap, all signs seem to be pointing for the higher of those numbers. And then some things will change. This, this roster will not be the exact same year over year. We know that. So on paper, this roster is sustainable to keep not just the core, not just our top six, eight, ten players, but basically 85 to 90 percent of this roster can come back. Now, Petrangelo is going to be a year older. Stone's going to be a year older. William Carlson, so on and so forth. All these uh, aging players, if you will, Alec Martinez, another one, are going to be a year older. So can the performance keep up one season? And that's where the question mark comes. So financially, this roster is sustainable. They can have the same team back next year if they wish. Will they need to maybe do something with a couple of the older players? That's also a fair discussion and shout out. You mentioned Amadio. You mentioned, uh, I'll throw Nick Wah in there, Chandler Stevenson, uh, Ben Hutton. That's another one, Brett Howden, all these players that have done so well. These are low level free agent signings by Kelly McCrimmon. So folks, I know he's been dogged a lot and, you know, me and Tony have gone up and back and I did a whole show, you know, basically offering praise for McCrimmon. Well, right now I'm right, folks. Right now, I'm right. Yeah. The McCrimmon plan's coming together. He Things are going well through eight games. It's only eight games. Fine. 
but it's eight games. We were concerned. Is McCrimmon on the hot seat at this second? No. Could that change in a week? Sure. But as of right now, McCrimmon is uh, living large at uh, at T-Mobile, sitting there with a smile on his face, enjoying uh, enjoying some good hockey. Yeah, Kelly Mack. I don't think a lot of the credit goes to him as Kelly much as Mack. I would have to. <laughs> I would have to give some credit. I'd have to give some credit, uh, a lot of credit to Bruce Cassidy, and also no doubt the fact, no. fact that the players are buying into this system. See, that was one of the biggest question marks. Um, again, it's a dramatic change to a different coach, different style, but they're understanding what he says. I thought it was really funny in the press conference uh, yesterday on Thursday, and uh, Bruce Cassidy had said with the misfit line, so just for the sake of putting out the lineup card, he had switched Marcia So and Riley Smith, and he said they 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 stayed stuck in those positions where they could go back to their normal spots. And it's just like, that's how much they're listening, I believe, to what Cassidy's saying. Uh, he's like, no, that's just on the lineup card. And that's just the way, you know, it played out. But yeah, they have the flexibility. They don't have to like stay put there. They have the flexibility to go back to their natural position. But again, that just to me is a sign that they are paying attention to each and everything that Cassidy's saying to them. A question that I would have, and maybe it's a fun topic at some point, is what if Cassidy was the coach last season? And let's say we had a normal level of injuries, not 500 man games lost. Cut cut that number in half. Cut it down a third. Whatever the number may be, you know, an interesting brainstorm. How would things have played out? How could Cassidy manage Robin Leonard? We have to acknowledge what seems to be at times, not all the time, but I'm, I'm, I'm higher on this, I think, than you are, Tony. But it, we do have to both acknowledge that Leonard does have some connectivity issues with the team at times, it seems like. So how could Cassidy have handled that? Pacioretty, you know, does Pacioretty go, uh, you know, kicking stuff out on the way out, talking about this country club environment? Like if Cassidy was the coach last year, how much better could this VGK team have been? Even going back a little bit, you know, it, in seasons uh, three and playoff runs four and three and four with Pete DeBoer, as far as uh, the conference final runs and equivalent in the the weird bubble season, how different would things have been if Cassidy was coaching? Could Cassidy have gotten this team over the hump? Again, small sample size, but I like everything. (laughs) No disrespect to DeBoer, but I like everything about Cassidy when comparing him to Pete DeBoer, starting with urgency and accountability. Okay, so all three teams have prospered in the early going. Uh, you've got <laughs> Dallas, right, in first place. You've got the Bruins. Uh, they've only lost once already. What are they, seven and one? I mean, this is this could not have worked out any better for all three of the franchises in the early part of this season. So I just find that to be pretty interesting. And I, I just feel, again, that uh, the defense, I think, has been to me the biggest surprise. Again, just it, it was much looser. And one thing that really does concern me right now, when I look back at all these previous games that they've played, there's just too much open ice still. And teams are able to go up and down. They're getting some good chances and what have you. Uh, but I think they need to tighten it up in the neutral zone. That's just my opinion. The second period, Tony. Let's uh, let's figure that second period out. If we can win one of these next two second periods and have a good weekend of hockey, I think that's that that's very important right now. I think that is very important for uh, VGK to 
figure out. So I'm getting my notifications for my parking spot that I had to pay for today at the, at the Dollar Loan Center. I had to pay for parking. Um, but you know, let's let's get the let's get that second period tightened up a little bit, and I want to see. I mean, two would be nice, but at least one complete 60 minute domination game. You know, let's find a way. I mean, if we can beat Anaheim six to one and put put up a two spot in each of the periods or something like that, that would really be a nice uh, motivating factor heading into a Sunday's game against Winnipeg. And then obviously as the schedule turns um, harder, maybe we start playing outside of the Pacific, Tony, which I think you might hit up in a second here. Yeah, you have that feeling. I think you might be right. But also, uh, so you didn't get a chance to break out the VGK onesie last night at the midnight game. Fans are wondering, will you wear it today? Are you going to both games, Silver Knights and VGK today? Does a bear poop in the woods, Tony? That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> no, we'll be at um yeah, we're fans today. No no me. I mean, we'll we'll I'll do some media, you know, updates and things like that and some fun stuff, but we're me and my kid are at the game as fans uh today. And then tomorrow and Sunday, here you go. You want you want the Photoshop, you want the photo opportunity. Tomorrow, <laughs> uh Saturday for the Silver Knights game. Uh that's their Halloween game. So there's gonna be activities starting, I believe, at four or five o'clock. I believe four o'clock on the tilt yard out front of Dower Loan Center, trick-or-treating for the kids and stuff. And then Sunday will be, I'm sure, a Halloween-themed VGK game as well. The Gallics, all four of us, will be in full costume tomorrow and Sunday. We will be in full costume. And uh, all right, here we go. If we have any uh, HSK uh, or, or VGK followers that, that find us in the game and take a photo of me, I'll get you uh, two Silver Knights tickets for uh, a random a, a game we'll figure out. So... You wow. gotta find you gotta find us, find us, find me and the family in full costume. Not a picture I put up. It's gotta be a picture you take, a paparazzi type picture. And yeah, so all right, Tony, take us to, to segment three before we lose time here. Coming up next, it is what the Friday WTF. Yeah, those costumes and the colics, all that is WTF. Back with more after this. Locked on Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golic here in Las Vegas. And I know a lot of the folks in the radio and media world and what have you took the day off. But no, we are diehards. It is a state holiday here today. It is Nevada Day. Home means Nevada. Home means lockdown, BGK. And thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. I know that's a little corny. Uh, thanks, thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Our podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast. And please, by all means, subscribe to our YouTube channel, What's great about our YouTube channel is a few friends have uh, discovered it. Uh, a few of my friends are like, I saw your podcast on YouTube. So that's good. Words getting out there. And yeah, just be calm. Just ease up on me. Okay. Uh, so it is what the stinking Friday. WTF, what the Friday. It's time for all of that. Uh, so, so can I go first? I'm still not sure if this Pacific division is good. I'm just going to play off of something that you had mentioned perhaps uh, before uh, the uh, we went to the break. I, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's good or average or below average currently. And right now, uh, top to bottom in the early going, I'm going to say that this division is below average. It's below average. And I don't think that it's going to help. I don't think it's going to be beneficial for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, to be playing, you know, a lot of these teams later on. Uh, I think they were 16, 7, and 2 within the division last year. I don't know if that's correct. Somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, 
I'm just going off the top of my mind uh, for VGK. And then a lot of their losses, of course, came outside of the division. And, you know, there is some good hockey being played at the top. Uh, you have VGK. Uh, will they be able to sustain that top spot? You've got Calgary. Um, you know, uh, Calgary has uh, 10 points, I think, and two games in hand already. I'm already looking at games in hand at the early part of the season. And you have the Oilers, you know, and to me, right now, if you were to ask me, Crystal Ball, it by the end of the season, those are probably going to be the top three teams. I mean, just based on what we see. Um, and and uh, then the, the Kings, oh, my goodness, man. They just don't play defense. The Kraken, uh, without uh, Philip Grubauer, I don't know, you know, what they're going to do. Um, the Sharks, I think they're tanking already. Vancouver and the Ducks are the current cellar dwellers. And at this point, WTF, the weak Pacific, could come back to haunt. I'm going to use that Halloween term, to haunt the VGK. Hashtag w the haunt yeah. begins, right? Hashtag the haunt begins for the Savannah Ghost Pirates. Um, it, it's all fair, Tony, and it's all it's all fair. And it might, it might not. Um VGK cruising to a playoff spot with an older roster is not a bad thing either, I don't think. But we'll 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 see. So my WTF, Tony, here we go. Home means Nevada. Home also means you got that guy with those flags out there at the Silver Knights and the Golden Knights games. <laughs> Matt the flag guy. I'm gonna call someone out here. I like that you're out there every day, Matt. I like what you're doing out there. You're a fan. You're you have your motivation and your excitement. Your your contribution to the VGK and HSK experience is your flags. Cool. Good for you, man. That's awesome. You like to do that. You've done interviews. You, you're a diehard supporter. Now you're wearing this ridiculous shirt. Yes, ridiculous shirt and holding up a sign that says flags are not a crime. Now you're on this campaign to get your you and your flags inside the arena. Just stop it. Don't go from being a supporter to a distraction. I don't need to see some guy outside trying to do a political cause as I'm taking my kid into a hockey game. You want to be a supporter with your flags? It's fun. Everyone knows you. You get your high fives. You get your fist pumps. You get your attention. It's fine. Don't make this a personal battle and become a distraction outside. Hold your flags. Wave them high with your pride. Save the entertainment for the best entertainment team in all the National Hockey League, and of course, being the VGK and also the HSK team. Let leave the in arena entertainment to them. Keep your flags outside and stop with the campaign. WTF, Matt the flag guy, let it go. What the Friday? I'm going to give a positive WTF to the goaltending. To the goaltending for VGK, uh, they've not lost by one goal the Golden Knights uh, in, in their two losses. They've been in every game, have not given up that magic number, as we mentioned, of three goals, no more than three goals in a game. So it gives them a chance, right? Uh, for the most part, there's been, we talked a lot of open ice and up and down the ice in most of these games that they've played, but they've held pretty steady. And, you know, when you look at the, uh, the depth and the defensemen, again, I've got to point out to what the defense is doing, uh, it's really helped them out. Logan Thompson is three and two, but he lost again. The he didn't get the gimme games like Aiden Hill's getting a team that's just about passed out on a back to back team that's playing three out of four on the road and all that jazz. So uh, again, you know Hill uh, goals against two point oh, Thompson two point zero three. 
outstanding, outstanding so far. Save percentage, 935 for Hill, 931 for Thompson. A good job by the goalies and the defense in front of them. You have to give them kudos. WTF, Cardasco's praising someone. WTF. WTF, Cardasco had said something positive on, on a segment where you can openly blast someone. WTF. Um, now, my, one more real fast here as we're getting down here. Chicago Blackhawks, WTF, you're not that bad. No. You're not. These guys are not bad at you know, all. Major good. League, uh, these guys ain't so blankety bad, right? Um, you know, you'd really like Kirby Doc back right about now. You'd really like Alex to break it back right about now because this is a worst possible case scenario where they might be an okay team, like a, you know, 10th, 11th uh, place in the conference, which will not get them a high enough chance in the lottery for the Bedard sweep. Um, yeah, Bedard sweepskates, sweep, sweepskates. Well, yikes, sweep stakes, sweep stakes. There we go. That coffee, I need a refill. I was supposed to get some, but I couldn't get up. Um, so yeah, the Blackhawks are not looking that bad. It's actually kind of fun. They took Edmonton to the brink last night and oh my goodness, folks, uh, catch, catch, uh, Connor McDavid's, uh, hat trick goal last night too. Um, remarkable McDavid so special to watch but WTF Blackhawks you really screwed this one up in so many ways you got a decent team and if you might have been a playoff team with the break it and doc but who knows WTF Chicago we've got a final WTF from Carson Meyer uh lights at lights out Jimmy on Twitter power rankings are so weird and biased and last week he said he read one that had Toronto above Dallas and Vegas and they were one and three at the time and uh, he said he just can't believe everything. A lot of the stats that they mentioned were worse uh, than 10 teams that were ranked below uh, Toronto. So uh, did you vote uh, WTF again? Thank you so much to Carson Mayer. But did you uh, get your power rankings in this week? Because I put VGK at nine. WTF Golic for not doing that. And really quick, a quick uh, shout out to a Ryan, good buddy of mine, Ryan Durkee, six sports cards community on Facebook. He does power rankings for the NFL. It gets all 15,000 of our members so riled up. It is so funny. So I guess uh, my first shout out for, uh, here we go, for a uh, six sports cards community on Facebook and uh, and Ryan Durkee for how he uh, does his power rankings. He gets everyone crazy. Go, take us home. Got to go. Any predictions? I say VGK 2-0 this weekend. 2-0 and very good games, yes. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, watching us and listening to us. Locked on VGK for my man, Chris Golick. Happy Nevada Day to all. I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We'll see you again on Monday right here on Locked on Golden Knights.